Welcome to Created to Reign, a production of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. The Cornwall Alliance is a ministry dedicated to helping fulfill the mandate God gave mankind in Genesis 1.28, to subdue and rule the earth in a way that enhances its fruitfulness, its beauty, and its safety for the glory of God and the benefit of our neighbors. I am David Arley Gates, and our topic today is the Montana lawsuit. If you haven't heard of it, there's an important environmental lawsuit ongoing in the state of Montana. The Constitution of the state of Montana in Article 9, Part 9, Section 1, focuses on protection and improvement of the environment and natural resources. It reads, Protection and Improvement 1. The state and each person shall maintain and improve a clean and healthful environment in Montana for present and future generations. 2. The legislature shall provide for the administration and enforcement of this duty. 3. The legislature shall provide adequate remedies for the protection of the environmental life support system from degradation and provide adequate remedies to prevent unreasonable depletion and degradation of natural resources. The Montana Code was updated in 2021, but this section remained unchanged from when it was originally added in 1972 following the birth of the EPA and the emergence and growth of the environmental movement. So the question is, what does the Montana State Constitution mean when it says, the state and each person shall maintain and improve a clean and healthful environment in Montana for present and future generations? No guidance is given regarding what is meant by a clean and healthful environment. Words, of course, have meaning, and if the meanings of various passages are not specifically identified, then it is up to the lawyers later to hash out what the legislators really meant when they wrote the legislation some 50 years ago. But why Montana? Ever since people have settled in what is now Montana, mining has played an important role. Indeed, the 1889 Constitution provided language to favor the mining industry within the state. Montana is the fifth largest producer of coal in the United States and the 12th largest producer of oil. It is a big state. In the last two decades, Montana has received nearly $650 million from resource extraction, making it the eighth highest in the country. Moreover, Montana is only one of three states, Pennsylvania and New York being the other two, that explicitly provide for environmental protections in their Bill of Rights. No need in Montana to prove in court that the plaintiffs have such rights. So in March of 2020, our Children's Trust filed a lawsuit against the state of Montana on behalf of 16 Montana youths, then age 2 through 18. Yes, the youngest was 2 years old and has now just turned 5. The crux of the case is the phrase, clean and healthful environment in Montana for present and future generations. Our Children's Trust argues that by promoting a statewide energy system driven by fossil fuels, Montana is in violation of this phrase contained within their constitution, thereby violating the rights of these representative Montana youths. By basing Montana's energy sources on fossil fuels and by contributing to it through their production of fossil fuels, Montana is guilty of, quote, contributing to the climate crisis and is degrading Montana's constitutionally protected public trust resources. 
Specifically, the lives of these youths are being adversely affected by climate change, which is a violation of their constitutional rights to a clean and healthful environment. At the trial, climate changes, including heat, drought, wildfires, air pollution, violent storms, and the loss of wildlife and glaciers, were cited as affecting these youths. But experts also testified as to the medical and psychological impacts that disproportionately affect young people, which have resulted from climate change. Almost all of the plaintiffs testified, although I don't think the five-year-old was required to take the stand, as well as eight expert witnesses on climate science, renewable energy, Montana's energy policy, and of course, the impact climate change has had on the physical and mental health of children. A clinical psychiatrist who has founded the Climate Psychiatry Alliance characterized the experience of these children as pre-traumatic stress, which occurs when children realize what lies in their future. Now, in my humble opinion, the problem is that the state's rebuttal to this complaint is rather flimsy. Instead of arguing that carbon dioxide is not a toxic pollutant, but in fact has led to a greening of the environment and is not causing climate change that is detrimental to life on the planet, or more specifically in Montana, they chose to argue that this complaint is really a political issue. They contend that state regulators are merely following state law and that the state legislature, and not the courts, is the proper body to suggest laws regarding Montana's contributions to climate change. The trial began in mid-June and was scheduled for two weeks. It went only seven days. The defense's presentation actually concluded in just one day. So like God in Genesis 1, they rested on the seventh day. Only three witnesses were called to the stand, and testimony by a mental health witness and climatologist Dr. Judith Curry went unheard. Even Dr. Curry's written report was not entered into the formal record. I will put a link to Dr. Curry's blog in the podcast notes so you can read her take on how this debacle unfolded. She believes that the Montana attorneys were correct in focusing only on procedural law and avoiding what she called a three-ring climate circus. I disagree in that conceding the science to the other side never ends well for us. Dr. Curry was closer to the action, and I suggest you take a look at her viewpoint. In 2011, the Montana State Legislature amended the Montana Environmental Policy Act to prevent state environmental reviews from considering regional, national, or global impacts. The plaintiffs contend that this was done specifically to undermine future litigation on climate change. But one month before the trial began, the Montana legislature amended this provision to explicitly ban the state from considering greenhouse gas emissions in reviews for new energy projects. The state argued that this change to the legislation nullified the lawsuit, and the plaintiffs complained that the state was not acting in good faith. The judge was not swayed, and just last month, the case went to trial. And now, we await the judge's decision. The case, known as Held versus Montana, is important in that it is the first climate-related constitutional lawsuit in the United States to make it to the trial stage. The decision is obviously not binding on other states because it pertains specifically to Montana and its constitution. But the hope for the environmentalists is that the judge issues a declaratory judgment that state officials have violated the state constitution 
by developing a fossil fuel-based economy. And that would set a legal precedent that courts could intervene in topics that normally would have been considered by either the legislative or executive branches of government alone. Now, at this point, you're probably asking just who is Our Children's Trust? Our Children's Trust was founded by attorney Julia Olson in 2010, specifically to file lawsuits in state and federal courts on behalf of youth plaintiffs fighting for their right to a safe climate system, whatever that means. Our Children's Trust is also behind the case Juliana versus the United States, filed in 2015, where 21 children have sued the federal government for violating their constitutional rights to life, liberty, and property, as given in the Fifth Amendment. In June of this year, the case was permitted to go to trial. That trial has not yet happened. Our Children's Trust has also filed similar lawsuits in all 50 states, with active cases in Florida, Hawaii, Utah, and Virginia, as well as this case in Montana. They also have been active internationally, with pending cases that have been brought in Canada, India, Pakistan, Mexico, Colombia, the Philippines, and Uganda. It could be argued that they are a purveyor of nuisance lawsuits, but should they win, the results could be economically devastating. So now we wait, but Actually, we waited too long, and so the verdict is now in. So I pulled the podcast, and I've now added this addendum, or requiem, as the case may be. Yes, on August 14, 2023, Judge Kathy Seeley issued her ruling on this case. And the losers are the citizens of Montana. Judge Seeley found that Montana's failure to consider greenhouse gas emissions from energy and mining projects throughout the state violates the state constitution since the state has refused to protect the rights of the citizens of Montana to a clean and healthful environment and, quote, the state's natural resources from unreasonable depletion, unquote. Specifically, the ruling vacates the changes made to the state constitution this year by the state legislature regarding climate change and greenhouse gas emissions. Seeley wrote, quote, Plaintiffs have a fundamental right to a clean and healthful environment, which includes climate as part of the environmental life support system, unquote. Told you so. Anytime we fail to argue the science of climate change and allow the other side to make their flawed case, we lose. And so, our side lost. The state argued that this was simply a political argument. While it is, that is not a good defense. We must argue the science. Why? As Judge Seeley wrote, quote, Montana's climate, environment, and natural resources are unconstitutionally degraded and depleted due to the current atmospheric concentration of greenhouse gases and climate change, unquote. Moreover, she wrote that Montana should use all practical means to fulfill the constitutional responsibilities, even though the Constitution was changed this past session. She went on, quote, by prohibiting consideration of climate change, greenhouse gas emissions, and how additional greenhouse gas emissions will contribute to climate change or be consistent with the Montana Constitution, the limitation added to the Constitution this session violates plaintiffs' right to a clean and healthful environment 
and is facially unconstitutional, unquote. As I said, it was all about climate change, and Dr. Curry's report and testimony went unheard. The other interesting development was that the change to the Montana Constitution was deemed unconstitutional. Hmm, how can that possibly be? As expected, the plaintiffs and the media were ecstatic, calling the result a game-changer, unprecedented, a landmark decision, and first of its kind. The media praised the ruling. The founder of our Children's Trust remarked that, quote, the Honorable Judge Kathy Seeley declared Montana's fossil fuel-promoting laws unconstitutional and enjoined their implementation. As fires rage in the West, fueled by fossil fuel pollution, today's ruling in Montana is a game-changer that marks a turning point in this generation's effort to save the planet from the devastating effects of human-caused climate change. Oh, please. One of the plaintiffs was quoted as saying, Frankly, the elation and joy in my heart is overwhelming in the best way. We set the precedent, not only for the United States, but for the world. Yeah, that is not technically true, as this ruling is not binding on other states, let alone other countries. Another plaintiff remarked, quote, I'm so speechless right now. I'm really just excited and elated and thrilled. I, I cannot believe the ruling. I'm just so relieved, unquote. The five-year-old could not be reached for comment. Apparently, he was still in timeout for excessive celebration. So where does this go from here? The Montana Attorney General's office vowed to appeal the absurd ruling, stating the trial was, quote, a week-long taxpayer-funded publicity stunt that was supposed to be a trial, unquote. Their statement went on to add, quote, Montanans can't be blamed for changing the climate. Even the plaintiff's expert witnesses agreed that our state has no impact on the global climate. Their same legal theory has been thrown out of federal court and courts in more than a dozen states. It should have been here as well. But they found an ideological judge who bent over backwards to allow this case to move forward and earn herself a spot in their next documentary, unquote. I will say it again and again. Until we continue to argue the science, absurdities will rule the day. Thank you for listening to Created to Reign. Until next time, I am David Arley Gates, and may God richly bless you.